The Arwen Lewis Show is brought to you by OMAD Records. Find out more at omadrecords.com. As part of the Jeremiah Show, it's the Arwen Lewis Show. Arwen Lewis is a singer, a songwriter, and a guitarist. She inhabits our blue planet, but her beliefs belong in the celestial realm. As the daughter of Peter Lewis, a founding member of rock and roll cult icons Moby Grape, and the granddaughter of Oscar-winning actress Loretta Young, she's been part of the creative cosmos all of her life. She's a slice of sonic heaven, poised to enter your heart, mind, and soul. She's an artist, producer, and writer, and she's your radio host. This is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. And today, my very special guest is Reba. Like an ocean, like a forest, flowing like a river. The songs of the earth write the music in my soul, says Reba. In India, stars are not made, they are born. Music is not a business, it's a way of life. The respect for music is one of the highest art forms reflects in the training that musicians put into their musical studies. Reba may have been born into an illustrious Bollywood family, but her star is rising under her own light. A multi-talented artist who has mastered Western, Carnatic, and Hindustani vocals, alongside classical piano, Reba is a, an award-winning songwriter and collaborator. Reba's music is the dream combination of traditional jazz and ultra-modern 21st century pop, wrapped in a gorgeous vocal instrument and seasoned with a huge pinch of soul. Hello, Reva, and welcome to the Arwen Lewis Show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk about your career and journey as a musician. Um, I'm so excited. It's my pleasure. You've got, you've got such a rich background of um, really thank eclectic you. training. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, so let's just start talking about your musical education. Uh, you have a very prestigious education. And mm -hmm. um, you, so you've mastered Western Carnatic and Hindustani vocals alongside right. classical piano, um, completed eight grades of piano with distinction from the Royal School, Schools of Music in London. So um, what inspired you to uh, study music initially? And let's just talk about all of those different trainings. Um, I think like it's such a privilege to grow up in a musical family. 
um, not just because of the exposure to music that comes naturally, but also because of the people you meet, and you meet such great artists. And in my house, I remember um, the tanpura would be played every morning. Tanpura is an Indian instrument. It's uh, similar to a sitar. And I remember sleeping on my mother's lap while she practiced and played the tanpura. And I would put my ears onto the resonator um, of the tanpura and would listen to it for hours. Um, so there, there, there's so much music in the world and I feel like one lifetime isn't enough. And uh, as a little girl, I had this uh, cute little pink tape recorder and every week I would go to a music store and I would buy a bunch of cassettes and CDs. And that was something I loved doing. Like I, I didn't like going shopping. I didn't like watching movies, but I loved buying um, CDs <laughs> from a music store. So uh, I would do that. And then I would listen to it on repeat mode, like literally 50 times or more until everyone at home was fed up of it. <laughs> do you remember what and, those um, albums were that you used to buy? Like who were some of your favorite artists when you were growing up? And Well, Mariah was my all-time favorite. And yeah. of course, my Michael Jackson, Barbara Streisand. I grew up listening to all these classics, um, Celine Dion and Phil Collins. Um, yeah, so I was just very, very passionate about music. And then as I grew up, I realized more and more that music is what makes me happy. And I'm on a different trip when I create music. I mean, there's nothing like that eureka moment of knocking off a song that didn't exist before. <laughs> right. And um, also, I wanted to say, too, like your songwriting, I didn't necessarily mention it much in the bio, but you are an, a very accomplished songwriter and collaborator, too, which is... Um, <laughs> You know, it's quite it's quite the package to be a completely trained musician and a songwriter. And so when did you begin writing songs? Um, uh, was it like in the middle of, you know, your studies of music or yeah, what inspired you to start writing? I was very close to my grandmother, uh, mm -hmm. my mother's mother, and it, she was like really, really she used to I literally like grew up. Um, she she took care of me as I grew up and I, I used to stay with her more or less because my parents used to be touring because they're both uh, artists and they they weren't uh, at home most of the time. So I was with my grandmother and I was so close to her. And then she passed away when I was nine, eight or nine years old. And that's when I wrote my first song. I don't know what happened. I mean, I just started writing. So mm -hmm. um yeah, and ever since I've just been writing, it was a way to express my emotions. What is your songwriting process like? Do you do lyrics first and then music, or does it just depend on what kind no, of No, it just, it just depends. Sometimes I just get both. Like, sometimes I kind of dream of a song. Uh, like, I'm sleeping, and then I wake up, like, with this song, like, with, with one chorus line or something, and then I build on that. That, that That's happened many times, and um, it would just come to me naturally in the most, like, weirdest places. Like, I would be sipping my coffee, and I, I just suddenly comes. But when I try to write, sometimes I, I'm blank. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I think... Um, Trying too hard doesn't work for me, at least. 
Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, after having, you know, spoken with a lot of songwriters, you know, in this past six months since I've been doing this show, um, most, I mean, most songwriters all say the same thing. Like the best songs are are the ones that just kind of like come to you and flow through you. Um, Yeah. I think it can, can be taught. It's, it's kind of a gift. Like it's almost like a magical process that happens. Yeah. 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 And same with music. I mean, you can teach music, you know, but what you do with it is kind of the same thing, right? It's like we're the channel for the music and the song and the melody. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, can you tell us a little bit about your vocal training and the difference between Western uh, Carnatic and Hindustani um, vocal styles? Right. Um, So I feel like Carnatic music tends to be more structured. And okay. it has a set, it has set rules and it relies on fixed uh, rhythm patterns and melody, whereas Hindustani music is more um, improvisational, I would say, allowing for greater um, flexibility and creative expression. Okay. And then um, Western music uses just minor and major scales and equal temperament notes and Indian classical music uses a much more complicated system of scales. Um, And it's like a mix of um, parent scales and uh, that of descendant families, which sound very varied um, from each other. So, yeah. And I feel like in Indian classical music, um, the equal tempered division of musical notes is not followed. So instead of notes in different scales, like different pitch ratios are used. Um, I can give you a demo. It's very hard to describe it like <laughs> if you want me to. <laughs> um, yeah, you want to go ahead and give me a little demo of what you're yeah, so telling us about? Karnat- yeah, so Karnatic would be like something like... Da, 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 da. That's the Carnatic style. And the Hindustani would be. And the Western, like, would be something in the similar scale, it would be. something like that so it's it's totally different it's a different way of singing each genre i think so i try i try (laughs) oh my gosh that was that that was beautiful you're um you're very hypnotizing (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) And, you know, the Western was very Mariah of you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's my inspiration. <laughs> I can hear that right away. Um, would you Thank say you. that the Hindustani is kind of the um, jazz to Carnatic, like jazz is to classical and Western music? Yeah, I guess so. Because like there's improv- more room for, yeah improvisation in Hindustani classical. So I would say so. What was your education like? Like, what were your schools like when you were learning, um, learning these styles? Like what, you know, what would a day in study be like? Well, I learned from different gurus. 
yeah, yeah. I learned from a lot of people. Like my first guru is my father. And okay. then uh, I learned Carnatic music from uh, Prasanna Varyar and Balamani Ayer. Like they're both maestros of Carnatic music. And uh, I learned Hindustani classical from uh, Pandit Rajan Sajan Mishra. So it was just a whole different kind of just different schools of music. And it was pretty hard for me to kind of blend it together and, you know, keep it like keep it authentic at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And then I learned piano from Miss Shanti Selden. She was a Jewish lady. And uh, yeah, I've just been learning. And I think That's- it's it's never enough. Like I'm still learning and I'm so I'm a keen learner. So, yeah. And do you feel like your music kind of evolves the more you learn? Like, do you change styles and genres um, depending on, you know, what you're studying at the time? Yeah, I do. My music grows with me. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's interesting. And I really love that you've told, just told me that you, you know, you learned from gurus because I feel like that's a really experiment or excuse me, um, a really spiritual experience mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. And I feel yeah, like... It is. It's kind of like an intuitive thing that's transferred, like, between the two of you. Right, yeah. Um, and so, as you said, your parents are both um, performers and touring performers. Well, what do they do? What are their backgrounds? Well, my dad sings in Bollywood movies, and my mother sings classical, semi-classical, um, to light music. So and they 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 recorded multiple albums together. Oh, beautiful! So they're like they're a duo and they perform together. <laughs> and I've been listening to that and watching their shows ever since I was a little girl. And like I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to become a musician. <laughs> so that's um, what inspired you to yeah because yeah, they both sing. I mean, it's it, yeah, it just runs in my blood, I guess. Yeah. And um. Yeah, it's just, I just feel blessed to be born in such a musical family. And I mean, it just sounds like that was your calling and you followed it. And how beautiful that you've been able to make your dream a reality. Thank you. Uh, Do you play any other instruments besides piano? No, not really. I try to play the ukulele sometimes. I'm (laughs) just accompany myself, but no, not really. And is um and for piano, that was something I wanted to ask you too. Uh, do you like so you're classically trained? Mm-hmm. I'm from the Royal Schools of Music in London, um, right. and so well. First, let me ask you this: Yeah, like what was your education like there? Like what genres were you trained in? Um, did you also did you take the melodies that you learned in Hindustani, like with the vocals and? Um, Carnatic vocals and take that and transpose it to the piano. Does your vocal training affect the way you play piano? Or, yeah, what was your piano training like? So, let me talk about the piano part first. Okay. So, yeah, I've passed all eight grades of uh, classical piano with distinction from the ABRSM boards of the Royal Schools of London. Uh, And uh, I remember my teacher, Nishanti Selden, she used to say that. The pedal is the breath of the piano and that the most perfect technique is um, that which is not noticed at all. 
And she used to always tell me that uh, let your left hand, you know, sing like a cellist and don't hammer it. Because I, I used to be this little girl, like trying to play the piano. <laughs> she was like, stop hammering it, <laughs> you know, form, form an apple with your hands, keep it light and gentle. And she she taught me the importance of rhythm and um, various time signatures and um, um you know, I, I feel like one way uh, musicians practice rhythms is by breaking them up into smaller, more um, easily identifiable sub-patterns. So uh, we did a lot of sight reading and oral training. And uh, she used to say that I have the best ears. Like that's that's the best thing I have. Like I have great ears because I used to be very sharp. Um, and I remember <clears throat> like everything she taught me and she was much more than my piano teacher. And I really, really adored her. Um, yeah, she was like my fairy godmother. <laughs> but um, I don't I don't really blend it into my vocal practice because I want to stay true to each genre. And yeah, I don't want to kind of make it into a fusion that just wouldn't sound right <laughs> right so you yeah. t like that the melodies that you've been trained in in hindustani and Carnatic are specifically for voice and then yeah. piano is its own thing um how do so what kind of, like do you go is it classical mainly or do you do any jazz piano as well no i only play classical and do you not sing when you play piano? Do you not accompany? I do. I do. I do. That's just like pop songs. I mean, yeah. I just sing my own music and play chords. Yeah, I do that. I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, well, we're going to get ready to run out to break really quickly. And when we come sure. back, yeah, I want to talk about your live shows and yeah, uh, just continue course. talking about your journey. Um, everybody, if you're just turning in, tuning in, my very special guest is Reva. And um, today we're playing her song En Vogue, and that is a, um, a featured song at the end of the track, uh, or at the end of the show as a featured track, so you'll hear that in its entirety. And then um, we're also playing uh, six other excerpts from her songs as well. And you can find more out about her at rewarathod at gmail.com if you need to contact her, Instagram, uh, Rewa Rathod. Rathod, is that how you say it? How do you spell yeah. that? Rathod. Okay. Rathod. Yeah. So R-E-E-W-A-R-A-T-H-O-D. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah, anyway, we're going to take you out to break with her song In Love and War and bring you back in with All I Need Is You. So please enjoy and we'll be right back. The glory and the love 
Mad Records featured artist on the Arwen Lewis show is John DiNicola. Find out more at omadrecords.com. After many years of writing and producing different artists, Academy Award winning songwriter of Time of My Life and Hungry Eyes, John DiNicola made his first album as an artist in 2019. Fast forward very fast to now. For the release of its follow-up, she said, and while DiNicola's debut, The Why Because, had him interpreting tunes he'd originally penned for others, she said was conceived and created for one voice, one touch, and one heart, his own. This is Arwen Lewis, and welcome back to the Arwen Lewis Show. Today, my very special guest is artist Riva, and she's a songwriter, a collaborator, um, a classically trained musician. She's also trained in Carnatic and Hindustani vocals and classical piano. Uh, she's a recording artist and has had some great accomplishments that we're going to start talking about pretty soon here. Uh, but first, I wanted to let you know that if you want to contact Reva, uh, you can contact her at rivarathod dot at gmail dot com. That's R E E W A R A T H O D at gmail dot com. On Instagram at Reva Ratad, and also Facebook under her name, Spotify under Reva, which is spelled R E E W A. And anyway, I have another cool thing to tell everybody about. Uh, Reva and I are both part of a showcase coming up in here um, in Santa Barbara on uh, Wednesday, December 5th at Soho. And it's Lois Mahalia's Holiday Hang. So Lois is going to be um, featuring guest performances from Reva, Andres Jones, myself, Zach Madden and Angus Cook, and so much more. It's going to be a great night. Um, you can get tickets and dinner reservations at SohoSB.com. Um, anyway, so Reva, let's come back and let's talk about some of your accomplishments. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, with your career having not... Um, I mean, it's it's been long and extensive, basically your whole life, right? But I feel yeah. like you're still pretty young, and you've just had some amazing things happen for you. Um, so uh, let's talk about uh, that you winning the Pepsi Music Award. Um, mm -hmm. How did that make you feel, and how were you selected to win, and what song uh, were you chosen for that? I was ecstatic. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. So the song is called "One Above" from my album Sayatere Ishka. Okay. And that was my debut song, actually. And um, 
when I was writing one about, I was, you know, told by someone that it's it's not up to the mark, it's not going to work, and, you know, I should try and compose something else. Um, and I was completely devastated by this incident. Um, but, you know, this discouraging review made me more determined to achieve what I believed in. And I took my chances and I just released it on YouTube and all social media platforms. And the very next year, it won the Pepsi Merchie Music Award for the best song of the year. Oh, cool. So, yeah. And I, I, I feel like living with fear, you know, stops us from taking risks. And if you don't go out on the branch, you're never going to get the best fruit. So one basic principle I follow in my life is to follow my heart and not the crowd. <laughs> Well, and that I think that's the most important um, motive for being a musician as an, and a performer, you know, because I think yeah. the audience can really feel that, too. When you're making something that's authentic, it's coming right. from your heart. And when you're expressing it that way, right, like the audience feels that and they feel moved and connection and they feel community and part of something greater than themselves. Yeah. And the video, the music video is very, very interesting. It has this okay. medieval vibe to it. And uh, um, it sets the mood for a romantic evening in the misty woods. And it's almost like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> um, it, it's so beautiful. You, you have to watch the video for those. Where who can you find it? it? It's on YouTube. Okay. So it's Mala, M-A-U-L-A, one above, uh, Riva. And they'll, they'll find the video. And it has these interesting blue characters like avatars. <laughs> and uh, there's a warlock and an old man with a brown cloak. Who, you know, he resembles the uh, evil warlock or a sorcerer. And it's, it's just very mystical and interesting. And I've added a lot of riffs and run, runs in this song. So I feel that it liberates my music as a horse um, runs in the wild. And I'm I'm riding I'm riding a horse too. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my it's gosh, just, I can't wait to watch it. it. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, it is beautiful. <laughs> how about let's talk about how the making of that video, where was it made? In, in India. A in place India. called Uti is like a hill station in India and it's so beautiful. It's gorgeous. And we started shooting at four AM in the morning and it was freezing. It was the month of December and I was shivering in the in the outfit. <laughs> um and I had to ride bareback. So it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you ride yeah. horses or was that I do, I okay. do. Yeah. I used to ride professionally. I used to do show jumping and dressage. Oh beautiful. Uh, yeah. And what, how did you come up with the concept um, for the video? Well, I wanted, I always wanted a mystical video because the song had that vibe to it. And then my director, he, it was his idea and, you know, his imagination that just brought it to life. It was, it was amazing. Who was the director? His name is Razy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, you can go look that up on YouTube. And um, let's let's keep talking about um, more of your accomplishments. So was the Pepsi Award kind of your first big? Um... It was because it was for my debut song. So it was okay. the biggest thing ever. Oh, Something just happened. Oh, <laughs> what is this? what's happening? <laughs> Jeremiah is playing your music video. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I think we're playing this song too today, aren't we? 
we opened with it. Oh, yeah, okay. You can direct YouTube. Perfect. One interesting fact I want to mention about this song is that I tried to, you know, create this unique um, this unique sound for this for the word mala because mala is related to Sufism. It's usually um, spiritual. So I, I tried to make it sound very modern and very uh, pop, I would say. Okay. So, so yeah, you, you took like the old philosophy and like modernized it basically with like a kind of like a pop modern ethereal yeah, song. Yeah. Yeah. I worked really hard to compose this tune. I, I had sleepless nights. <laughs> it took me a long time. It did. <laughs> yeah. So the idea kind of came to you and then you just went to work and brought it to life. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a couple of weeks to finish it. I finished okay. composing it and then a few more weeks to figure out how I want to sing it and what tone I should give it because I don't, I didn't want to want to sing it in the typical Indian uh, way. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, how about uh, some of the songs that were chosen by DJ Raven for a Buddha bar? Um, can you tell Raven. us? Song? Uh -huh. Yeah. So, um, I mean, everyone knows that Buddha Bar is the world-renowned lounge music label in Paris. And um, a few years ago, I composed a song called En Route Ganesha. And even though the lyrics were all um, like Indian shlokas, uh, mantras, I made sure that it has a really chilled out vibe to it. And back then, Buddha Bar was my inspiration when I made the track. Um, anyhow, I put it up on my YouTube channel, and eventually, after a couple of months, I got an email from the resident DJ of Budabar, DJ Raven, saying that he wanted to include my song in their 20 years uh, compilation album. And Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, it just happened all of a sudden, out of the blue, and I was on top of the world. And then there was no holding back, and I've been composing and singing um, for Budabar ever since. And I've recorded around nine to ten songs now, which uh, have all been a part of their glorious albums. And um, another song I wrote called Love and Desire, which got selected in the Budabar Greatest Hits. Um, it just released like two years ago, and I, f I feel humbled. Um, yeah. And my favorite track is from the album Peace, Love and Summer. Everyone has to listen to that one. It's it's a beautiful track. And what is the name of that track? Uh, Evedra Sunset, okay. uh, Peace, Love and uh, Summer, featuring uh, Justine Sant and DJ Raven. Okay. It is a really <laughs> cool track. <laughs> How can they find it? Can they just, is there like a Buddha bar? Spotify, Apple Music. Um, okay. All, all social media platforms. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, everybody, we're going to run out to break again pretty soon here. Um, if you're just tuning in, my very special guest is Reva. And we're talking about all of her accomplishments as a recording artist, um, her beautiful education, um, as a uh, Hindustani and Carnatic vocalist, as well as a master in Western vocals as well, in classical piano. And we're going to take you out to break with her song, I Fly, and bring you back in with latest remix. So for I Fly, can you tell us a little bit about that song? So it's composed by uh, Richard Cochiant. Okay. Uh, and he's a French-Italian composer and is written by Roxanne Seaman. 
And she, we're working on a project together. So she approached me with the song and she wanted me to put my vocals down. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just felt connected to the song. And then I got it produced uh, by a dear friend in India okay. um, who played the guitars on it. It's, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, everybody, um, please enjoy Riva's song, I Fly. And we'll be right back to talk more about this amazing artist that I'm very blessed to have on the show today. So thank, thank you, you again, Reva, for coming on. The telephone that never rings The letter that the mail won't bring Could have had you Just a moment in the night I want to kiss you night and day And watch the sunlight fade away Evening twilight on your face So beautiful I can't erase I'd fly Mad Records featured artist on the Arwen Lewis show is Peter Lewis. Find out more at omadrecords.com. I say we are all trying to find some connection between what goes on in our own minds and what happens in the world around us. You know, there will always be good and bad in both places. But my belief is that as long as love and not fear is that connection, there will always be hope for that better day of coming. And that's what I'd like people to get off imagination. This is Riva. Please follow me on Instagram and Facebook for more about me and my music and my musical journey. You're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. Before the next great song plays, let's pause to consider all the people who work tirelessly to bring us the music we love. Music Cares is music's leading national charity that provides a safety net of support and crisis relief for the music community. Everyone from musicians to tour managers, sound engineers to designers can rely on Music Cares to provide emergency financial assistance and essential resources in times of need. Find out how you can help at musiccares.org. That's M-U-S-I-C-A-R-E-S dot org.
everybody. Um, this is the Arwen Lewis Show, and my very special guest today is Reva. Um, Reva Ratad is a very accomplished recording artist, musical collaborator. She's trained in Carnatic and Hindustani vocal styles, as well as uh, Western music as well. Um, a classical pianist, songwriter, a creator. And I thought we could just tell everybody um, a little bit about your name, Reva. Um, you were telling me um, off air. Reva is a constellation. Yeah. And yeah, does it represent it anything in particular? No. I don't know. It's part of the sky. <laughs> it's just, yeah, just a star or a constellation, something similar to that. Beautiful. Yeah. I love um, my name. And I even though it's, it's it's with a W, but you pronounce it with a, like a V, Riva. <laughs> so it's interesting. <laughs> it is, and I got confused in the beginning because I thought that meant that I had spelt your name wrong. But I was like, no, that can't be because I looked everything <laughs> up online. <laughs> um, but I'm an English major, and I can't spell. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's more about the It's philosophy. normal. Everyone does that with my name. It's okay. It's, it's just normal. <laughs> well, it's a very beautiful name. Thank and you. And thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Jeremiah is making side comments here. In the <laughs> um, well, let's um, let's move away from that. <laughs> um, but in, Reva, another amazing fact about your career so you've been featured in a music video alongside Kenny G, um, and you're representing India, uh, and you sang in Chinese in this video. So um, I want to talk about that experience, and I wanted to ask, do you speak Chinese, or did you learn um, just the lyrics of the song for this particular project? So I was introduced to Yusai Khan through Roxanne Seaman, who's an established writer in Hollywood, and uh, my project for the Chinese Fashion Gala, that was One World for Beauty, features the topmost artists like Kenny G, Lang Lang, Rosie Chan, and many more. And the song was called Jasmine Flower, which is the most uh, popular folk song in China. And uh, it was such a prestigious event. And I had to work with a translator to get the diction right. And someone from China called me and they made sure that I pronounced it correctly. And then I learned the song. And no, I don't speak Chinese, but I would love to learn. Um, and I just, I'm pretty good with languages like that. <laughs> you speak other languages too? Um. Well, a little bit of Spanish, a little okay. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> tiny bit of Spanish, French. Tiny right? bit. Yeah, I need to brush up my French too. <laughs> I learned it in school and then I just forgot. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. One year and out the other. <laughs> my mother's a French teacher. Oh, wow. I always okay. tell people, no parlez-vous français. <laughs> Where does she teach? Um, well, she taught at a community college in um, Santa Maria called Allen Hancock College for 20 years. And now she so just wonderful. does private lessons. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, let's go. Let's let's keep talking about um, this Kenny G experience, though. So what was the video like uh, and where can people find it, by the way? It's on YouTube okay. and also on um, on Facebook. Nice. on social media yeah on use icons page 
Okay. And uh, One World for Beauty Fashion Gala. Yeah. Beautiful. And we all shot it during the pandemic. So, yeah, it was just, it was a combined effort to bring people from all across the globe together. Um, yeah. What a beautiful experience. And it sounds like, yeah. you know, following your path has just brought you into um, alignment with all of these crazy, not crazy, but like, you know, yeah. like very um, exceptional, you know, connections. To yeah, people. absolutely. Yeah. And on the same path. Well, if there was somebody who you could collaborate with, um, who you haven't met yet, um, do you have anybody in mind? Like, would it be writing a song or composing for them? Uh, well, I really love Seal as an artist, and I love Kiss from a Rose, oh my God, <laughs> and Heavenly and all his songs. He's just amazing, and I, I would love to sing a duet with him at some point. <laughs> that would be beautiful. Your voices yeah. would sound so magical together. Yeah. Um, And as far as, like, production goes, do you have a preference of being you know, do you like to be produced or have you ever considered self-production or have you ever produced yourself? So, yeah, I, I produce most of my music okay. and sometimes I work with another producer just to give it that extra edge. Um, but recording and producing is, it, it's like capturing musical intoxication. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know a lot of technical stuff about how to make records and how to use logic and about choices of microphone and microphone positioning and preamps and effects and so on. Like I've, I've, I'm really interested in all that stuff. Um, but uh, what has really allowed me to stand out over the years and you know kept me consistently um, in work as a, um, I feel like as a producer, um, you need to have patience and you can't always rush things. So, you know, you need to allow time for the magic to happen. And it takes like ages to find that right sound, but you may have to come back to something if it's not quite there, but then you know when it's right. Um, and yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And I feel like that gives you more freedom too, as a creator, right? Like you don't have to depend on anybody to, you know, start the session because you can start it yourself and then choose later, you know, whether or not you want to expand. Right. Yeah. Somebody and you else. really have to be passionate about, about producing. I mean, it's something that it's, it's a very tedious and boring job. Like you sit and you think about what kind of sound you want to give the song and it's, it, it's difficult. And sometimes you just go blank and that's when you need another producer to come in and help you, you know, just refresh your um, mind and I give you some new creative ideas. But yeah, I enjoy the process. So I could spend ever, hours doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever considered producing anybody else? No. No, no and I would yeah <laughs> i wouldn't waste so much time doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I've been asked to do so, though. You People have. love my sound, and they're like, mm -hmm. could you produce my... I, I'm not a producer, guys. I'm a yeah. singer. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, no, thank you. You know what you want, and that is like 80% <laughs> of the battle in life, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, before we run out to break, let's talk a little bit about your live shows. Uh, what are your live shows like? Um, do they vary or sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's talk about all the different ways that you perform. I feel like, I mean, I have a four piece band and I, I usually sing with keys, drums, bass, guitar, the usual setup. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just, my live performance, uh, it just comes from feeling an energy and emotion from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first solo performance was at an amphitheater in uh, Bombay. Um, and most of the the film, the actors and uh, great artists were all present. And um, it, it's just, I, I love performing live and I love mm-hmm. festivals because they seem like, you know, more of an artsy and supportive attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh, I'm solo for the most part. but yeah. I, And I feel that when you play a smaller, more intimate venue, you can have like real conversations with your audience and take risks and stay current. And um, you can also change the set list and how the day feels or how the audience reacts. And when you do arena shows, like uh, every arena looks and feels the same. So like you can't really see who's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my goal is to, uh, you know, move people emotionally and um, tell a story through my music. Yeah. Do you have a favorite small venue that you've performed at? Um, in Bombay, like I loved uh, Hard Rock Cafe. And mm-hmm. there was a place called Blue Frog, which mm-hmm. I loved. Okay. Uh, I think it's closed now, but I, I love performing there. Yeah. And of course, the amphitheater was phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for sharing all these stories. Um, and we're going to actually, we're going to run out to break again right now with your song, Let Us Live, and bring mm-hmm. you back in uh, with Lonesome. And everybody, my very special guest today is Reba. You can look her up on Instagram under Reva Ratod, which is R-E-E-W-A-R-A-T-H-O-D. Uh, same on Facebook. Find her under her name. Spotify under Reva, R-E-E-W-A. And we'll be right back. Please. You're listening to the Arvin Lewis show, guys. I wanted to just say it. I had to bring it in. <laughs> okay. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> sufferings you can take a
life has been stolen How will you remember them? Extinction is forever Cause I know that you're the one Don't you take that away I know you wanna quit But I'm not ready to let go Gonna beg till I break What if I do? What if I don't? What if I Without you, what if I lose? Where would I go? Why am I feeling lonesome without you? What if I do? What if I doubt? What if I'm feeling lonesome without you? Hello, everybody. This is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to the Arwen Lewis Show. My very special guest today is Riva. She is an incredibly talented um, artist who has mastered Western, Carnatic, and Hindustani vocals alongside classical piano. And we're playing her tracks today on the show, and we're going to be playing En Vogue is the featured track. So I want to talk about that um, to finish everything up, Reva. But first off, uh, Reva and I are both part of a really cool concert coming up in Santa Barbara at Soho. It is on Tuesday, December 5th at 7 p.m. Uh, you can get tickets at SohoSB.com. And uh, yeah, we're part of um, Lois Mahalia's uh, Holiday Hang. And uh, there are going to be a lot of really great people there um, besides Reva. Um, there's also going to be Andres Jones, Lois Mahalia, of course, Zach Madden and Angus, Coke, or Angus Cook, and more. So we hope to see you there if you're a Santa Barbarian. And so, Riva, let's finish up uh, talking about En Vogue. Can you tell me a little bit about your inspiration for recording that track and, um, yeah, your yeah, experience? Yeah, I mean, En Vogue is my favorite band, and uh, Don't Let Go is the name of the song that I recorded. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and it's it's such a beautiful song. I just fell in love with it, and every time I would sing it, I would be like, oh, my God, I wish this was my song. And I wanted to do my version of it, so I added a little bit of Indian twist to it, which is very interesting. And I did some extra riffs, added a little stuff in there, and um, yeah, I ma- I've made the track as well. So beautiful, yeah. What, and I uh, want to I want to do a cover version, a video of the, of this song, and then just release it. Like cover yeah. the old video, like remake it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, oh, so your the song is "Don't Let Go." I'm sorry, I've been telling everybody it's yeah. in vogue. Okay. <laughs> sorry, everybody. It's uh, Riva's cover of "Don't Let Go" by En Vogue. Um, yeah. Why do you why, why do you love them so much? I just feel their music. It just speaks to me. This song, yeah. especially "Don't Let Go," something about it. It's so beautiful. The lyrics, the melody is just, yeah, it resonates with me. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, 
we're running out of time so sadly <clears throat> but you know since we're kind of in like a dreamy state right now um you know where do you see yourself going next do you see yourself your music changing at all um i'm sure you're going to continue to evolve through your entire life since you're always learning um, yeah. but do you have a direction <laughs> that you kind of dream about going in or are you just going to stay on the path that you're on and see where it takes you um I mean, I haven't really thought about that. I just, I, I just want to pursue my music and just try to improve every, every day, and you know, aim to be a better artist and a better person through my music and reach more people, yeah. and just spread love. And <laughs> and yeah, it, it it doesn't matter what genre it is. It could be Indian, it could be Western, but as long as it's good music and it speaks to you and you know moves people um that's all that matters to me yeah well that's such a beautiful message and i really admire and appreciate um you know your your reason for creating and you know what you create for other people to enjoy and for holding that space for people to escape to so thank, thank you, you for doing that thank you so much <laughs> um well everybody um Reva and I have run out of time, but if you would like, you can definitely come see us at Soho on Tuesday, December 5th, and uh, Reva will be performing. How? What's your performance going to be like there before we head out? Or are you waiting to surprise everybody? It's a surprise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be amazing. Um, I can't wait to see you perform. Um, I'll, I'll spoil the surprise for me. I'm just doing uh, two solo acoustic songs, <laughs> but I'm excited. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, every, Reva, thank you. It's been so good. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a great interview. Um, thank you for sharing all of your philosophies and your stories and your music with us. So everybody, please enjoy Don't Let Go. Um, this is Reva's cover of the En Vogue song. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show, Reva. Thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care.
what's it gonna be? Cause I can't pretend. Don't you wanna be more than friends? Hold me tight and don't let go. Don't let go. You have the right to lose control. show is brought to you by Omad Records, featuring artist Robert LaRoche, and Robert LaRoche's music is available on omadrecords.com, Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music, and streaming everywhere. Go visit omadrecords.com to find Robert LaRoche. The Arwen Lewis Show was brought to you by Evolve Entertainment, host and executive producer Arwen Lewis, executive producer Jeremiah D. Higgins. Producer and sound engineer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. You can find Arwen Lewis and all of her music at arwenlewismusic.com. And follow her on Instagram at arwenlewis.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.